disclaimer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to <laughs> One Good Thing. Um, I have left all of my notes at the other place where I live because I'm between two places. Ooh, how fancy. No, it's not like that. It's, like it's not fancy the flat. at all. <laughs> it's two palaces. My two palaces <laughs> and I left my notes at the summer house. Oh, so God. this is going to be a sort of loose improvisational uh, episode. Ooh. If you want to hear some slightly better structured thoughts on The Excess Believer, you can watch Jen and the Film Critic, where I will be working for my notes for this. So that'll be an unusually like long OGT episode just in the middle of Jen and the Film Critic. <laughs> Otherwise... Stay here for some freestyle jazz style OGT. <laughs> we love jazz. Oh my god. Just like Ryan Gosling. Hello and welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that God played a trick on, I guess. That's the only quote from the trailer I remember, so be prepared to hear that quite a bit. <laughs> I'm Paul Odom Jr.? That kind of worked. Oh no, I don't remember what I was going to do. I am Paul Puzu. Puzuzu. <laughs> you stuck. <laughs> um, and I am joined by that horror chick. That's me. On Twitter and Facebook, I imagine. Facebook? Probably. No, not Facebook. But on no, Twitter Facebook. and... Um, on Twitter? Well, yeah. But if you go to thathorrorchick.com, you'll find lots of yeah. horror-related um, content. Horror-related activities. But I'll tell you what, it's Katie Maiden. Hi. Hey. hey. Um, Katie is here to talk about, to get dragged <laughs> into hell, in order to talk about the exorcist believer. Don't be scared. We've met before. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for Reagan? Be friends in hell! Believe it, baby. Um, which I also have very minimal notes on. Um, <laughs> and and Paul fell asleep during, so that was... <laughs> Yay, I fell asleep briefly. We shall identify the bit where I fell asleep. It was very brief, but it was funny. <laughs> it was very brief, but very... Oh, very well earned. Okay. <laughs> The Exorcist came out in 1993. It was um, 1973, did I just say? Or did I say 1993? You said 93, but it is 73, okay. as we know. Yes. It came out in 1973. It was a massive, huge hit. Directed by William Freakin, uh, based on a book by William Peter Blatty. Then you get a second one, The Exorcist II, The Heretic, directed by John Borman, which was uh, less well-received and is one of the strangest <laughs> films ever made. Then you have, that was, yeah, so you get one each decade. The 70s one, that was the 80s one. And then in the 90s, you get The Exorcist III Legion, uh, which is at various points not supposed to be an Exorcist movie, but was a follow-up. It was originally just called Legion. But anyway, that's William Peter Blatty, the writer of the first one, directing. And it's extremely good, The Third Exorcist. It's really, really, really good. Very, very good. Even if it does exist, <laughs> as it does in a slightly incomplete form because um, uh, of reshoots and studio-mandated sort of requests to change things and then the original film got lost. But even in its incomplete form, it's very spooky and scary and very good. The only worthy follow-up <laughs> to the original Exorcist. Spoilers. Um, 
I mean, I guess you're but, on one good thing, so you know this one isn't exactly like you know <laughs> you know what you're getting. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work out a little bit worse though, because uh, of course the naughties happened. Somebody wants out oh, in the naughties. <laughs> <laughs> That was the noughties. In the noughties, um, we get two movies, which are the same movie, because basically Paul Schrader was commissioned to make an Exorcist movie. Uh, Test audiences found it boring. So they reshot it with an absolute hack named Rennie Harlan um, and released it as Dominion, the uh, prequel to The Exorcist or something like that. But then it didn't do very well. So they thought, oh, fuck, it released a Paul Schrader one anyway. So they released that too. And it's called The Exorcist, The Beginning. But it's got the same cast and an awful lot of it is the same movie. So it's very confusing. <laughs> I love that for them. <laughs> Fuck it. Get that dollar, dollar, dollar. I can't believe there's another Exorcist movie out. Hang on. Hang on. Did we see this? <laughs> Did we see this? Have we, exactly. have we seen this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So surreal. Anyway, that was that. Wisely, they gave the 2010s a miss. So wise. And I, I actually he... also gave the twenty tens a miss. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> My life. Many of us should. A <laughs> uh, lot of a lot of ketamine. So much. <laughs> I, I don't remember a lot of it. But nevertheless, I'm pretty sure the Mission Impossible is involved at least once. Uh, but yes. Eventually yeah, eventually it kind of falls into the hands of the Pineapple Express guy, David Gordon Green. Who, um, of course, did make Pineapple Express and Your Highness, but then also made the Halloween trilogy of uh, remakes in 2018, 21, and 22. Yeah, which me and Paul both agree are a really yeah. good trilogy, and yeah. we enjoyed we really all three of them. So, but you know, even the divisive ends, we yeah. both yeah quite enjoyed. So, uh, and certainly had high hopes for this Exorcist. Did we? Movie. Until the trailers, <laughs> the trailers took away a fair <laughs> few of those hopes. Um, it's a Blumhouse production. Yeah, that shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, one of the people is involved in writing it or has a story credit is Scott Teams. Yes, that's right. I wondered why I wanted to single him out. Um, he also had story credits for Insidious, The Red Door, and Firestarter. Yes, Firestarter, which we have covered here on One Good Thing. Oh, one good thing. Yeah. So I guess he's a two-man and the only kind of Mormon that you'll hear about because I don't have access to my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ellen Burstyn has been in any Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> so I think we're okay. I think, yeah, I think we covered that. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, critics responded to it like um, God played a trick on them. Again, I don't have a lot of quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy Lemire, she's always good. Uh, nothing is ever going to be the cultural phenomenon that The Exorcist was. And this definitely isn't. So <laughs> that's nice a great quote. <laughs> Amazing. I, I mean, like we can just end it there, guys. That's the quote. <laughs> Look, no one said this was going to be an easy task, and demonstrably it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has proven that more than you. <laughs> uh, public, meanwhile. Oh, there's some crazy shit. <laughs> There's a lot of religious folk in the Google reviews. Oh, yes. Um, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Uh, Let me see if I can find anyone who's been in any way piffy. I mean, this is like when I wrote a blog about um, the devil made me do it. And someone came up in the comments of my blog. Like, (laughs) I was there. It really happened. And I was like, (laughs) babes. (laughs) That was Patrick Wilson. (laughs) He was there. He actually, yeah, he doesn't age Patrick Wilson. Just the same dad. Horror movie dad age. Constantly. Super doesn't. Constant, constant dilf. Let's go with the one who's got the most... Oh my god. Anna Oop gave me STDs at Google said. (laughs) 
if you... What the fuck is your name, dude? <laughs> Anna Roop. Can I swear on this one? I can swear on this yeah. one, right? Okay. You can swear on this one. Jen is the one we <laughs> Oh, okay, Jen cool. is the nice, the nice, the nice boy. Family-friendly one. This one? <laughs> yeah. This one, no, uh, only only nasty dads like Patrick Wilson <laughs> listen to this podcast. dads like Nick Clegg, <laughs> one of Nick Clegg's top ten podcasts, as reported in The Guardian. <laughs> was it actually? It nasty was dads? actually. No, not oh nasty dads. It was... This was one of Nick Clegg's oh my top God. podcasts. <laughs> and he's a nasty dad. He's a nasty dad. Uh, if you really want to enjoy this, you'll have to watch it with the eye of the 1970s. It's a one-star review. Yes, this m- movie is considered one of the best horror movies ever made, but sadly, it's not true in the modern world. Oh, that's right. Anna Roop gave me STDs seems to be reviewing the original uh, Exorcist film here. Oh, uh, yeah, I was confused. Um, <laughs> I and was she's confused. incorrect. No, or he. Yeah, absolutely. I guess he's incorrect. Um, oh, because true. Exorcist is one of the greatest movies ever made. Not just yeah. one of the greatest horror movies ever made, one of the greatest movies ever made. So, yeah. And it's still terrifying. Yeah. Um, you're wrong. <laughs> but but you're thank you wrong. for your input. <laughs> whoever, you, whoever you are, Anna Roop could be out there giving any kind of person STDs. So let's keep an open mind about that. <laughs> Give Anna Roop the benefit of the doubt. Um, do I have any other segments? I don't have my three men. No, I think that'll do. Yeah, what, are you um, going this... to say what they got on? Yeah, sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, the Exodus Believe That has 5.1 on IMDb, 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, something similar on Metacritic from what I remember, uh, 61% on Google. Google, God help us. what the fuck? Good lord. And if I remember correctly, and I shall confirm it before I say it out loud, and you won't need to hear it because I'll just edit this out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's already made a shit ton of money, but... Well, I say a shit ton of money. It's made 100 million, but horror's cheap. Yeah. It's the only kind of mid-budget ho- uh, movie that gets made anymore, so it's already made three times its box off its budget. So, nevertheless, there are discussions about whether David Gordon Green shall be involved in the subsequent films in the trilogy. Oh, so. it really is going to be a trilogy, isn't it? It, it is certainly. Yeah. We've got uh, the Exorcist Deceiver coming out in two thousand and five. No, uh, are they going to rhyme? Are they all going to rhyme? Is it going to be like I hope Believer, so. Deceiver? What's the third one? Receiver. Receiver? I don't know. Oh my like, god! Like, um, what else could it be? Belieber. <laughs> oh my god! And he's got like a keytar. Oh and my like, god! Oh, it's gonna be. A- yeah, that's it. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be a Taylor Swift cameo though? And making this finally the Exorcist that we were all denied Ex-Swift. by the studios. <laughs> Did you hear this? It was going to. This movie was supposed to come out on the same day as uh, the Eras tour. Uh, but they moved the date because they didn't want to do Exoswift um, in the Barbenheimy tradition. Tradition, but um, I think really they moved the date just because they knew that if the Swifties found out that the Exorcist posed any kind of threat to Swift's uh, box office, they would have torn the projection booths apart. They're crazy, and I'm one of them. Yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah, you would have torn the uh, projection <laughs> booth apart. <laughs> I mean, look, look what uh. you made me do, fucking Bloomhouse. <laughs> Um, so so Katie you god played a trick on on you oh my gosh (laughs) what's one thing about the Exodus Believer that made you think god had pulled a trick on you Um, I quite liked Anne Dowd Uh Anne Dowd was the you know her as the neighbour who is like a doctor or a nurse or something one of the many inexplicable neighbours yes I like her because she's in Handmaid's Tale and in Handmaid's Uh Tale she is unbelievably terrifying uh-oh. That now every time I see her face in anything, 
I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. her being in this just made me scared. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God. And then she ended up being a sympathetic character. And I was like, oh no, yeah. that's a shame because she scares me. <laughs> um, but I thought as an actress, she did what she could with the script she was given. Obviously the script, there's parts yeah. of it, especially some of her parts that were like, oh, just so badly written. And I was like, this is cringe. <laughs> But she did what she could with it, and I quite I quite liked her in it. So yeah, well you got to respect that. But I tell you what though, what's she up to? What happens in the Exorcist? Believer, Bel- believer, 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 believe it, baby. What happens? Oh me, you want me to say? Okay, <laughs> yeah. What happens? What's in, what's in the movie? I've got no notes. I don't even remember. I was asleep. Well, let me start it off. Let me start. Just paint you a scene because we're in yeah. Haiti when we begin. Ooh, yes. well, that's a that's a place where witchy things happen. Yeah, I know, right? And there <laughs> According is a to photographer and a uh, his pregnant wife, and uh-huh. they are having a lovely um, vacation, I assume. Vacay, vacay, and then unfortunately there is a massive uh-huh. earthquake. Oh no! And the photographer's like, "Oh no, where's my wife?" And the wife gets stuck in the earthquake, and for some inexplicable reason, she gets taken <laughs> to the hospital. And they're like, "We can either save your wife, yeah, or the baby." It was a bad hospital. Cut scene, <laughs> and you are how many years later? Thirteen was... years later, or oh yeah, yeah, old enough for her to become yeah, thirteen years later, old enough for her to become a teenager, um, a Linda Blair like Linda Blairite. Yes, yeah, so, so like twelve, thirteen, something oh, no. like that. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, they've got you know they've got this good relationships, you know, father daughter, but the wife is obviously gone. She yep. is lamenting her dead mother wanting to know more about her and how does she propose to learn more about her well how can you learn more because the dad is super like lost his faith in god and is not really happy talking about it yeah. so there's a real kind of scarcity of conversation happening about that yeah, and he's, he's kind in of uncomfortable. like this western musical about hamilton as well so yeah he's got a lot going on <laughs> he's got so much going fortunately on. uh the daughter befriends linda blair three <laughs> who um <laughs> The Christian Linda, one. The Christian Blair. Christian Blair is... Um, <laughs> she's... Yeah, she's super Christian. Her parents are, I think, implied to be Donald Trump voting, like, super Christians at one stage. And yes, they are... She, fortunately, like all super Christians, knows a lot about seances. <laughs> yes. She's like, so, look, let's just do... Let's go into this creepy woods after school. Yeah. Do a seance. You bring, like, a picture of your mum and a scarf or whatever... We'll try yeah. and contact your mum, and then it will be it will be gravy, right? Um, yeah, it'll be fine. We'll be have a fine. Chat. It'll be good. However, it's not all good. Um, no, and they, they go missing. Go missing. They disappeared. They go disappearing. Yeah, there's a manhunt. Uh, what's his name? Um, Hamilton Dad. He tries to <laughs> Aaron engage. Burr. Aaron Burr tries to engage the the MAGA parents in order to try and get them to uh, seek out their kid as well, and that goes to a sort of sweary confrontation because this is the pineapple express guys yep there's so there's a very nuanced conversation between them all after which they eventually decide all right fine we'll go find our daughters so so various things happen they go and talk to homeless people they go and into the woods (laughs) they you know do some witchy shit no some christian witchy shit um oh yeah to try and find yeah (laughs) there's like a christian witchy chick yeah um and, and oh it, we, yeah we meet a few more people yeah. we also meet friendly neighbor uh sweatpant man yeah he's played uh, by the also... guy one of the guys from the dodgeball gang okay we meet dodgeball uh <laughs> what was the guy's name again ben stiller's character in dodgeball 
Oh, um, White Goodman. That's it. White Goodman. So White Goodman, the neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then we've got also Nurse, who we've already named, right? Handmaid's Tale Nurse. Yeah, Handmaid's Tale Nurse. Handmaid's Tale Nurse. Elizabeth Moss. She's about... Um, do we have any other characters at this stage? We have uh, the detective, right? We have the police involved. Yeah, but th- she's not like a massive character. Like, there's no point no. in like even Fair. dwelling on her much. She's around a bit, but <laughs> she's mostly, about like, detective lady. Yeah. Um. So then, so we've got the two friendly neighbors. We've got the yeah. MAGA parents. We've got Aaron yeah. Burr dad. Um, they're <laughs> Which... the main. They're the yeah. main like thrusts. <laughs> they're the main ones. The others will be about. Yeah. On the third day, they find the girls in a spooky barn. You know, you should always check the spooky barns. Yeah, like and, a like... like a farmer finds. Yeah, finds find them. the creepy ravines, all the spooky places first, and they seem really upset, and their feet are blistery. Yeah, and their hands are all um, like manky. Yeah, so they go to hospital, and they seem completely normal, smashing their hands against glass, staring off into the distance, <laughs> that kind of thing. Saying things like, girl I things. hate you, Dad. thing is, like, um, Aaron Burr's daughter, the one who survived the Haiti yeah. earthquake, um, uh-huh. she and her dad have been, like, had a really good relationship this whole time. Like, oh, it's so much fun. They hide from each other, and they have, like, banter. Ha, ha, ha. I'm definitely glad you're alive. And now she's all like withdrawn from him and so we're like oh no. what's happened it must be spooky yeah, drama <laughs> you know that i love you right you know you can tell me anything what were you and Catherine doing out there in those woods i wanted to talk to mom sometimes i hear her voice you light a candle clear your mind you start speaking what the spirit says to you. What does the spirit say to you? Leave me alone now. And then, basically, once they get the two girls home, horror movie stuff starts happening. Yeah, so they start yeah, out of the ordinary, kicking and screaming, kicking and screaming, not wanting to go into a church, which is very unusual for kids. Yeah, so unusual. Um, that's I, you know, my childhood was just going into lots of churches and being quiet. Um, yeah, <laughs> and well behaved about the so whole well thing. So well behaved. So we pray for you tonight in Jesus' name. The body in the blood. 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 Um, and then yeah horror movie shit um, and then you know Hermes Tale Nurse and Dowd is like hey I read this book (laughs) (laughs) that happens to be by this mother whose Uh, daughter was it's called The Exorcist 2 The Heretic (laughs) by John Borman find John Borman and have him Get James Earl Jones to turn into a puma actually happens in The Exorcist 2. Oh my god. So, <laughs> foreshadowing. Why have I not seen this? Foreshadowing The Lion King somehow. Okay. So, so you got Ellen Burstyn, right? This is where we're yeah. going with this. She's written this book, yeah. obviously. Then they go, Aaron Burr dad goes and visits 
Yeah. And a Boston. Oh, incidentally, because um, Handmaid's Tale uh, mum, uh, Elizabeth Moss, has become convinced that um, <laughs> the girls have gone to hell. This movie. Elizabeth Moss is in this movie. And <laughs> she plays the neighbor. <laughs> and she, yeah, she's convinced that the girls have actually gone to hell. Also, because um, one of the little girls knows about her past, knows that, yes, she, that she had, had an, an abortion. abortion. Because yeah. she was going to be a nun. And, yeah, and then be couldn't nun. be a nun because she had sex time and had an abortion. Oh, don't do it, kids. Yeah, she didn't take her vows just like in the nun one. <laughs> or, or no, she does take her vows in the nun. But it turns out you can resign in the nun. Different nun. Yeah, nun story. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey Hepburn's <Sorry>, the nun. <laughs> It'll be ever such a nuisance if we get attacked by demons, says Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> so, yes, um... So yes, uh, in case you don't know, in case you decided that your first point of entry to the Exorcist franchise should be listening to this podcast, <laughs> um, Jen, if you're watching, I guess, then... Hi, watching? Jen. Why are you watching? She's watching <laughs> us right now. Oh my god, she can always see us, and I take comfort in that more than anything. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, just in case, uh, fucking Ellen Burstyn is the mum from the original Exorcist whose daughter Reagan got possessed by a demon named Pazuzu back in 1973. Um, hence the first movie and now she's back yay she delivers a lot of exposition so much exposition some of which Paul fell asleep during sure, some of which I did genuinely <laughs> fall asleep during you know what's hilarious is that all the way through the opening like waiting for the girls to get possessed I was like wide awake paying attention atmosphere and then as soon as like horror movie stuff started happening I was like I'm I'm going to bed. I literally remember <laughs> during the maths, like when they, they he's wandering around the house or something and it's obvious a jump scare is going to happen. And I'm being like, oh, should I stay awake until after the obvious <laughs> jump scare? Or should I just, will I be able to sleep for it? And I took them, I, I managed to sleep for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so. there's, a bit, there's a bit where he like watches, like he reads the book and then watches like a yeah. whole load of YouTube. That's what I miss, yeah. yeah. And then like the two friendly neighbors come over and help him seek out and there are many dark forces in this world mr fielding not all of them are supernatural i wake up every morning wondering where my daughter is praying that i'll see her sweet face again one of these days so he goes to her house brings her back to, yep. to look at the girls and then into the franchise to, to bring her back into the franchise and um, his daughter um you know, she's like, she knows who I am, or something. Yeah. She knows who I am. Where's the other girl? Take care of her at home. That's not a good idea. She's waiting. She scratches the word Reagan into the fence or something. They go to the uh, the insane asylum first to do the bit from the trailer where it's like, where's the other girl? <laughs> ah, you know, like Jurassic Park with the goat's leg on the, th- on the top of the car. <laughs> the best. So they do that. Then they go to the house. And who is it who gouges out her eyes? It's <laughs> is the... it MAGA daughter? Yeah, MAGA or, um... daughter gouges out her eyes. Right. And not, then not Regan Aaron too. Burdad's all like, I'm sorry, I brought you into this. And she was like, it's fine. I don't need my eyes. <laughs> but basically that's what she says i'm sorry but basically yes. <laughs> yeah. you must go on without me now the studio couldn't afford me for another day <laughs> she did literally so... she could have done all her scenes in one single day <laughs> oh god they oh god another character they interact with the church and get allocated a vicar no because there's, there's two so there's a vicar oh yeah from, like too. the c of e 
Yeah. And then there's the a theory. priest from the Catholic yeah. Church. And then there's the witchy Christian woman who we met like at the beginning, who all are basically forming this like mega Christian Circle. melting pot oh, of a root work healer is what I'm apparently reading that they are. Amazing. Nevertheless <laughs> is Christian. Yes. So yes, they all get together in order to do some kind of exorcism. The church does say maybe don't do this, maybe get psychiatric help. Yeah, the Catholic like, Church is like, we're not going to yeah. support you. So the priest has to like drive over there and be like, I can't do this because the church said no, but you, yeah. Andowd from Handmaid's Tale, you could do this. And she's like, I was meant to be here and do this exorcism. <laughs> and then she's like yes. terrible and doesn't yeah. <laughs> do, do it. And I was meant to sit in the car. So he goes and does that. Yeah. So... Every character we've named, literally all of them except Ellen Burster, get into a house together, strap the two girls to a couple of chairs, and proceed to yell for about 45 minutes. Yeah, we were like, we literally turned to each other and we were like, this is where the yelling starts. Like, yeah, this, this is, is where, where people yell at each other. Every exorcist scene happens. Yeah, and that's so, what happens. They yell. Well, eventually the demon is like, you need to make a, cho- a choice because God played a trick on you. Ugh. It wasn't quite said like that. <laughs> hey, God, kill- God made a trick on you, wasn't like dumb a- son of a bitch. It wasn't the beginning of a country song. God played <laughs> a trick on you. <laughs> now you're riding these girls <laughs> right to hell. It wasn't like that. God played a trick on you. <laughs> God played a trick on you. You need to... <laughs> You gotta choose which one of these girls gets to live. And Magadad's like, well, probably my girl, right? Yeah. And it's like, psych! Actually, we're gonna kill the one you didn't choose. Oh, come, come on. Come on, God, you paid a trick on it. Obviously, because de- it's the devil, dude. It's like. <sighs> Don't trust the devil. Oh, my God. How Literally. does he ever get any business? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that there's a stuff in there. What if he just one day really earnestly wants to, like, sell his car or something? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, Honda, a Honda Civic. Pretty good mileage. I just need an upgrade. You're the devil, though. There's going to be something. Yeah. I'm going to be a car in, like, a year or, like, you know, I'm going to have to You're stay. You're going to be a car? I, I seriously just want to sell the car. Yeah. yeah, you. You, you ain't get it. You see, you need to establish trust. That's what Satan never learned. Hashtag oh. establish trust. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So then the exorcism is sort of, I guess, successful. So Hey, I'm going to call this a win. Okay, so okay. Aaron Burr kid does some upwards vomiting uh-huh. um, and the de- the devil, like, shoots out of her mouth. And there's some, like, spooky, like, smoke shit that looks boring and yeah. terrible because it's CGI. And um, the other kid, MAGA Aaron- kid, spoiler, um, dies. Yeah. yeah. Gets dragged to hell. Aaron Burr does find his uh, faith again, uh, which is a crucial aspect of all of this. Um, yeah. And then Um that's it. That's pretty much it. They like visit the mum's grave. Um Oh, we did also yeah, find out it, that um much. we found out that Aaron Burr chose the mum mm-hmm. um when given the choice, but uh the mum died anyway and so just got stuck with the kid. Yeah. Whoops. And I like she's when she's the devil and she's getting excited, she's like, You didn't want me and he's like, I love you. Um, that kind yeah. of shit, you know, where he's like, learn to <laughs> love kind of the kid. weird shit. Um, yeah, but it definitely so, leaves it open for like a bit of, oh, hang on, the end bit, the literal end Well, yes, scene. of course, okay. the actual emotional thing that we've been building towards, because all of this stuff has obviously been a sideline to the main story, which is, will Reagan forgive Ellen Burstyn? 
She does. So she Linda does. Blair shows yeah. up. Linda Blair yeah. shows up, gives her now blind mum a hug. Yeah. Uh, could be anyone, really. Could it? Like... <laughs> could be Aaron Burr just tricking her. Anyway, she Aaron turns Burr up. Aaron Burr played they... a trick on you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I guess we can look forward to yeah. Linda, Bear, Bla- Linda Bear getting Linda Bear uh, possessed again in the, in the next one. Yeah. In, just, in The Exorcist, Justin Believer. <laughs> So that's it. That's, that's it. Uh, the exorcist. So what did you think? Um, I thought that it was pretty boring. No, yeah. yeah. Um, the horror was was pretty bad. Um, and the the plot line was weak. Is that is that a good summary? It's a good summation. Yeah. Uh, there were so <laughs> many worked. bits that I was like, oh, is this gonna be good? Oh no, it's not. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Like oh, so many bits, but I was like, "Oh, this could be creepy." Oh no, it wasn't creepy. Oh, a jump yeah. scare. Oh no, it's just a cutscene. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. Yeah. Um, oh, Ellen Burstyn. Oh, she's blind now. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, and Dowd. I like her in the hammy. So, oh no, she's not evil. Well, that's a shame. That that's <laughs> it's basically just a rolling thing of like yeah. that's well, a shame. <laughs> the problem is, I feel like you can't embark on this enterprise of making an Exorcist movie without being really conscious of the legacy of the Exorcist movie over the last 50 years. Yeah. Because it is 50 years since The Exorcist. It's celebrating its 50th anniversary this month, I believe. Yeah. And since then, the sheer number of Exorcism movies that have come out and things that have absolutely ripped off the iconography of The Exorcist have been uncountable easily. Like... And the thing about it is this subgenre of horror, as I mentioned in the recent review of The Pope's Exorcist um, over on Jen and the Film Critic, how many good installments have there been in the exorcism genre? We all know the tropes. We all know that, you know, a priest is going to show up and there'll be a young woman who's probably double jointed and (laughs) yells a lot and swears and spits blood. And usually there's a period thing in there, which they do in this as well, which is that good Lord. Yeah, remember there's a bit where there's like blood pouring out of that. I think it's meant to be like imitating the abortion, but also it's ripping off the um God, I blanked that. It's ripping out. off the original. <laughs> it's in there, it's gross, and I think maybe you're meant to think of the horrible scene in the original with the crucifix. God, but that was horrible. all I thought about. All I thought about was the devil inside. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> So that's the legacy you're dealing with here. You're dealing with the devil inside, the last exorcism, every scuzzy straight to DVD horror movie that's come out in the past, you know, in the past few years. So you've got a lot of baggage. So consequently, you've got to pull out something special. You really do have to try and uh, sweep away all that baggage and find something fresh to do with all of these cliches. And this movie just doesn't. Yeah, what would have been really good is... So Aaron Burdard, he does not believe, hence the Mm. believer thing. And um, it would have been really good if they had just kept him a non-believer. And it'd been Mm. like... At that kind of towing the line between did the exorcism work or not kind of thing like yeah and then it would have been like was it actually like his love that did it, or was it like you know they were actually mentally ill or something else yeah. right and and then yeah. it could have been like they believed and he didn't believe but in the end his, his daughter was saved so it was kind of like oh which one was it kind of thing but no it 
it wasn't that it was like he was yeah. like got his faith back and i'm like that's just no can we just have yeah. one atheist in one of these movies <laughs> i mean even go beyond the sort of commitment again a problem with these exorcism movies is that they have to correspond so closely with uh, catholic belief systems including problem problematic stigmatization of all sorts of things from you know disability to mental health issues to even just simple menstruation just all of these things suddenly become morally wrong in the eyes of the catholic you know and perceiver perceiver could be the first oh my one. god <laughs> believer deceiver and perceiver and then and then part four believer because there won't be any because no one's gonna see it oh, um, harsh. <laughs> 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 oh god but yeah, this movie is just absolutely riddled with cliche, and that's the problem, because the original Exorcist, it does transcend sort of standard kind of Catholic narrative, you know? It goes through all sorts of different levels of sort of different things that might be going on on a narrative level, but also on a sort of cinematic level. The most clear piece of sort of uh, communication of rules or systems, whatever it is, is when you kind of see the spirit leave Reagan and go into Father Karras. Yeah. But even then, there's a lot of ambiguity there. That's what this movie was lacking. Ambiguity. Everything is so straightforward yep. and predictable and flat. Yeah. So they tried to do a little bit of like, ooh, with, um, they did like a, a flashback scene to like when, what happened with the girls. Yeah. Like how they got like, um, possessed yeah. or whatever. But it wasn't like a, a big wow moment because we didn't care yeah. anymore we were like they got possessed we don't care we don't need a flashback like why put yeah. a flashback in like and it was just it was so uh, unnecessary like just it was unnecessary because yeah. who why does you know reagan get possessed you know you don't find out and actually if you follow sort of some reads of the movie in which she's actually being abused by the director burke dennings you know then it's actually an or if you just follow a a you know cinematic read of it being a sort of metaphor for sort of teenage years or whatever it is or just disconnect from the mother then you can come up with your own reasons and the more explicable you make it the less meaning it is possible for the audience to infer so in this movie they get possessed because they fucked around you know they tried to contact the dead mum when they should have moved on and it's kind of the dad's fault because he should have been more communicative yeah fine but that's it that's, that's it. it that's all you've got it's just there's nowhere to re there's no wiggle room for the audience to like think of other things or to you know imagine other things and i think that kind of mysticism and being left to the imagination is what made the exorcist so scary is the vagaries around the borders and in this there are no vagaries and just a lot of very cheap old scare effects yeah and if you think of you other know, the mirror gag the, oh my god <laughs> the, the mirror just like kind of like oh it's a creepy face showing up in any kind like you know Ugh. just like oh look a creepy face like whatever yep and the music's doing too much heavy lifting you know every every jump scare is like dun, 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 and it's like oh, you know it's just i hate that kind yeah. of thing yeah there was only one jump scare that got me and it was it was the opening moment like <laughs> oh the dogs yeah so it was a black screen and then there's some really loud dark barking dogs and i was like oh yeah and then that was it that was the biggest jump again, scare of the movie just, <laughs> again just opening on an image from the first one but whereas the fighting dogs in, a, in the iraq sequence at the beginning of the first exorcist is really sinister it happens with like this rising moment of the score and max von i was like staring at this massive statue and you just don't know what it means yeah what are two dogs fighting each other in the desert mean why does it somehow bespe bespeak satan and yet it does there's something satanic about these two dogs just fighting for no reason in the middle of the desert yeah they're just on a beach yeah and what looks like a hdr camera <laughs> capture thing and leslie autumn jr is taking a picture and it's just 
it felt so underwhelmingly flat to me. It's like someone went, oh, you know, it'd be really cool. As if we did the thing <laughs> they did in the first one, where it's the dogs fighting, but it's like all modern and they're in Haiti. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. But I have to... It's superficial. Yeah, I just, yeah. Again, superficial is definitely the word yeah. to use. And as we said in Firestar, I think you said it suffers from that thing where you either needed to be like a lot better or a <laughs> bit worse. Yeah. And then maybe we could have laughed our way through it. Yeah. I, I think it, it really, if you're going to use the Exorcist name, you've got to be aiming for something a bit special. Yeah. Um, you know, f- to the film's credit, I want to say that the opening act kind of had me going, had me invested. The opening act, which is the Haiti sequence followed by, although you could have done so much more with the Haiti stuff. You could have made it so much more mysterious and creepy and interesting, um, but they didn't. But, and then the build up to the girls going missing. Yeah. Again, there's something preying on these girls is the gist you needed to get. Um, but there was still something nice about the pacing and I enjoyed how long it took to sort of get to the girls getting possessed. Yeah, um, so did I. It still we, we both, had my interest. We both said like, oh, it's going to get to a point where they're just shouting, right? Like, And we yeah, were like, we, both we hope it doesn't get there too fast. Um, yeah. And I did, I also agree. I think the Haiti stuff was good. There was that emotional bit where the, the earthquake had happened and there were like people yeah. in the hospital and like one of them had like a limb missing and I was like oh that's sad he's got a, l- a limb missing yeah and um and then the, obviously the decision with the mum obviously like yeah yeah that's that's we knew that was going to happen because in the trailer there's just a dad and the kids but yeah, yeah still yeah. like it was still bad but you didn't know he was going to have agency in that decision no of course not yeah yeah so that was which, and then yeah. and then their relationship the build-up of aaron burr dad and his daughter's relationship was really cute the way that they like yeah. played this game that they like always play where they hide from each other and then they jump out like boo and it was yeah. it was cute i was like that's a cute you know yeah. dad daughter relationship i like that for them well let's take a little look at the 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 first legacy sequel to halloween released in 2018 because the other two have been a bit mixed reception but most people seem to agree that the first exorcist that the first uh, halloween movie was a worthy follow-up and a good sequel so why what did that have that this didn't why was that a good sequel and this I is think a bad it one? It wasn't trying to. One, it wasn't trying to be the first Halloween movie, mm. but it did have. It did have like elements of the first one. Obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. being the main element of that, but she wasn't yeah. there just for like, ooh, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. She was actually had agency and had a role in the movie. It wasn't like she was just a name that they wanted to be like, look who's back. Yeah, she was an actual character yeah. in the movie who had like her life had moved on in a certain way that was interesting. Yeah, and so we had that, and then we had the new characters who were related yeah. to her, but then had their like creepy storyline. So it was yeah. still taking yeah. that element of slasher, but putting it into the modern world, changing yeah. it so it had developed, and then using the old character in an interesting way, as opposed to just yeah. like making this completely bland storyline and using that character that they had for nothing, for no reason. Yeah, because I generally think that first Halloween could have worked perfectly well without Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Like You could have absolutely told that story. I think the thing that the original Halloween sequel, 2016, I said 18 a few other than, I think it's 2016. I can't remember. No, it must have been No, 18. it must have been 18. I was 18, I'm pretty it was. sure, yeah. Yeah, it was, tw- it was 2018. Um, the thing that I think it did really well is cut through decades of derivative sequels 
and get back to what made the original one so scary, but update it mm-hmm. yeah. for a sort of modern, modern thing, which sounds, you know, easier said than done. But at no point during Halloween did it feel cliched to me. It felt fresh. It got back to the idea that Michael Myers was this kind of symbolic, almost, well, entirely supernatural boogeyman who doesn't correspond to the laws of nature or to the laws of Earth. He is a cinematic shape that stalks our characters like some sort of archetypal, you know, demonic figure. Yeah, he's, he's like demonic, the, the human fear. personification of evil, essentially. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what he was, you know, which is, you know, and he can strike without warning and is a good metaphor for sort of just death striking a community and the way in which the community responds to it. Here, it just doesn't feel like they got to the heart of this. They, they, They didn't get to what is it that actually makes the first exorcist as frightening as it is. And they got absolutely wrapped up in the idea that it needs to be all about the rules and the specifics and, you know, that kind of thing. And it just ends up being a very boring, very exposition-heavy slog in a situation where you have no emotional connection to the characters. Because The Exorcist is ultimately all about two characters. Father Karras struggling with his faith and the idea of being able to do good in the world as a man of God um, and dealing with a tremendous amount of guilt from his mother as well. And uh, Ellen Burson's character, uh, Chris McNeil, terrified trying to help her daughter and also dealing with a lot of grief as well because she's worried that she wasn't as good a mum as she could have been so two characters sort of along the same path here both of whom are hoping to be redeemed by this last desperate act the exorcism and neither of them are entirely sure it's going to work or not that's your emotional through line for the story here there's stuff going on there's lots of things you can say but did the movie take the time to actually make you feel any of it do you feel leslie autumn jr's guilt that you don't really find out about until the end do you feel his panic for his daughter all the MAGA parents and it's weird that they're in it without being developed at all and it's so weird it because Leslie yeah. Autumn Jr I mean you haven't seen Hamilton but I have no. and his emotion in that and his like yeah. passion and power He because he's the driver of the story the story is obviously Aaron Burr's shooting of Alexander Hamilton and right. his like emotion through the whole thing is just perfection but in this he was i think you said a passenger in this movie he was like passive he he had nothing to do pretty much because he was the unbeliever everybody else was driving the exorcism so he was just kind of like hanging out yeah the agency for what happens in the story is entirely given over to these weird secondary characters who seem very personally invested for reasons we don't fully understand like it's the neighbor characters it's a very strange set of circumstances and i uh, stances and i don't know why why, <laughs> why it was so difficult to, why did we why prioritize did this over the era's tour i know right <sighs> it's all right we have tickets guys don't worry we're on the wrong side of the Exa Swift. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, let's get to quick firing what we remember liking about okay, it's a short list, the Exorcist Believer. It is because we did, this is one of the very few times we've reviewed a film that's still in the cinemas. This and the Meg 2. We did the Nun um, 2. And Assassin's no, wait, Creed. Did, and the Nun 2. Uh, no, we reviewed the Nun. Oh yeah, we did the Nun, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's relatively rare, but nevertheless, yes, the list of short, the list of uh, good things is relatively short. Pow, pow, pow. Um, I we've always talked about this, but I like the bit in Haiti. Um, oh, it yeah. was Haiti, it was Haiti. pretty actually, and the earthquake was kind of scary, and 
the yeah, mum yeah. was all like beautiful and flowing around and like glowing with her pregnancy and i was like oh this isn't gonna go well i don't like it kind of thing so <laughs> yeah i mean that was it was a good opener i think yeah absolutely uh i like the bit where the girl says god played a trick on you <laughs> that was uh yeah it was, a, it was a a spooky line good for the trailers yeah um didn't end up coming too much because the trick felt a bit arbitrary but nevertheless yeah and I like whoever they've got doing the sort of uh, Mercedes McCambridge voice. <laughs> Mercedes McCambridge voice. Yeah. Um, I liked, okay, this is a cheat because it was actually not really something I liked in the movie, but it made our experience funnier. <laughs> there was a bit where the magma chick is brushing her teeth. <laughs> yeah. And her mum goes, Oh, God. <laughs> her mum goes, brush your teeth because we have church in the morning. And I turned to Paul and I was like, how do those two things connect? <laughs> like, I just didn't get well, the, the connect between those two things. And then it cuts to, to Aaron Bird's dad brushing his teeth. And I said, he's got church in the morning, which I thought was really funny. Um, yeah. And it made me laugh for the rest of the movie. So that was, that was something I liked about it. Just because it wasn't actually intentional. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Um I do like the conceit of the burned feet. I think that's quite good. That's quite spooky, the idea that they've been to hell and therefore have burned feet. Hmm. You know, hell in this is like this tangible uh, concept. And again, I do like the fact that The Exorcist has more abstract concepts, which both tie into a slightly more mischievous sense of canon, but also a um, potential other read in which actually what you're seeing are the delusions of a very troubled young woman. Um but yeah, here, no, there's an actual hell and this, the, the girls have been there. But nevertheless, coming back with blistered feet and seeming traumatized is a good creepy sort of implication of that. Mm. And on that as well, they have like these, they have like broken fingernails that start coming off and oh, they're all yeah. bloody and stuff. And all fingernails that are broken, I don't know what it is, but they're yeah. horrible. I think just that idea of yeah. it being so like, so like um, imaginable. Because, yeah. you know, those of us that maybe have manicures or paint our nails or, you know, cut our nails <laughs> even, you can kind of, when yeah. you hit, when you're, you know, you hit yourself a little bit too much or whatever, you can, you know, ow, yeah. that hurt. Imagine getting your fingernail pulled off, like, and so yeah. seeing those kind of cracked and bloody fingernails, that was kind of gross. And I, I like gross. Yeah, it's a, so. <laughs> it's a very relatable bit of awfulness. Yeah. Which I think is quite good. Um, I'll say I think it's quite gutsy that the movie goes for the ending that it does. I had that too, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we won't spoil it here, but good lord, that is quite a move. <laughs> Wait, we already spoiled it. Oh, so we did. Yes, okay, we will spoil it here. Um, <laughs> yeah, the it. idea of ending with the little girl getting dragged to hell is quite a maneuver. <laughs> That's, um, you know, I don't know if they're going to retcon that or do something with it in the next one. Hopefully not. Hopefully they will have, um, you know, actually stubbed, you know, stuck to their guns but yeah nevertheless it was um it was a, a, a frightening sort of thing i think the idea of eternal torment is something that sticks with me <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i mean you're gonna have a cinematic it one day, idea so, goes. You know. i know yeah. right it's gonna i'll be, be there too so maybe we can make it fun um <laughs> we can still hang out yeah i'll just be watching uncut gems over and over again so <laughs> you can join me and you'll have a great time i'll be in a party where i don't know anyone <laughs> oh my <so>. god <laughs> 
imagine a day where you're on a pie way and anything and I'm getting forced to watch uncut gems and we just we just need to switch places and we'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the isn't that the hell of life though? Hell is other people, I guess, except in my case it's not. Um I uh did I thought it was pretty cool the way that they had all the different types of Christianity coming together to do this thing. However, I must caveat with that. With I would have preferred if it was different religions coming together yeah. and not just different branches of Christianity. But it was yes. good that they didn't just have Catholicism. They were like, let's bring all yeah. of the weird Christians together. Sorry, disclaimer, <laughs> I do not think religion is weird. Just like these people were weird. Um, they brought them all together and like kind of meld meld pot of um you know different belief systems yeah yeah i agreed that's it's better because the, the it again it is just the baggage that all of these things have but no it was good that yeah they tried to broaden it out a little bit and i certainly didn't feel that the problem with any of these movies was that it needs to be too spe- uh, specifically tied to any particular religion which i've seen some critics suggest it's not the case like yeah yeah uh god i think i'm out i was actually just looking through google images to see if there are any shots from the movie i like but i don't know at what point was it that everybody decided that all horror movies need to look exactly the same i think they had like a whatsapp group meeting that we weren't invited to that they were like how about we just make all horror movies look exactly the same and they were like that sounds good because we can reuse cgi (laughs) <laughs> I am inclined to blame the Texas Ch- uh, Chainsaw Massacre remake from 2004. You blame that, movie, that for everything. Like, we have a bad pizza all... and you're like, I blame the 2004 <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. To be fair, remake. the guy who delivered it was watching it on his phone. I feel like that's <laughs> legit. But, um, no, that movie, ever since that movie, all horror movies have just looked the same in that sort of brownie green aesthetic. And, like, back in the, like, back in the, the Exorcist things, Movies just looked like movies, and if there were horror movies, that only became apparent when demons started showing up in them. Stupid demons. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> I don't think, obviously, I do not believe genuinely that all horror movies look the same. I think what obviously we mean yeah. is all bad horror movies look the same. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> um, I genuinely think I'm out. The so only other thing I others. had was that the Aaron Burr's daughter, comparatively to the other daughter, was better. Like, oh, yeah, just yeah. as a comparison, she was way better at her acting, evil and creepy. The other one, I was just like, yeah, no, I do not believe you at all. <laughs> so yeah. I give a little bit of kudos to the Aaron Burr daughter for this kind of, um, at least she kind of went there with it. Didn't, didn't yeah. look cheesy. She looked at God. least like she was trying to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I just, with, with Halloween, there was a format in there and a template that kind of worked with the excess i just don't think there is the breadth or scope well no there is you can do different things with this you can make it interesting but you've got to step away from the little girl gets possessed angle there's just not enough room there to make it interesting there's not enough elements to introduce or maybe there is i don't know if you had a spooky enough director who actually had a bit of visual imagination and you know an ability to conjure sort of you know the true potential of pure evil then maybe you could tell another exorcist story in a way that's interesting let's try a exorcist movie and see how it goes let's see how it goes <laughs> let's not write it let's just make let's direct it you know what i mean you know what i mean this movie doesn't all right you direct written so how it goes. in words it needs to be realized oh, realized the next one realized. The next one will be uh exorcist realizer 
<laughs> oh, and I'm going to realize that I didn't ask the OG team. Yes, I did ask the OG team. I just need to get my phone so I can get the uh, the things, which will be the most written part of this entire podcast. He is so prepared, guys. Let's check in with the OG team. Ooh, Mark Reed, beloved patron, says... I can't really express how much I didn't like this. It really missed the point completely in being an Exorcist film and what the requirements are for a legacy sequel. If you want something good, then watch the short-lived Exorcist TV show. I heard about that, but I didn't see any of it. My good things are, I like the bit in Haiti at the beginning and two serviceable jump scares. Do you suppose one of them was the dogs? Maybe, yeah. (laughs) Could have been. And the other one was one you slept through. Oh, shit. Oh god, so much of the movie happened there. Right, let's check Twitter. Or oh, as Roy Stewart no. calls it, X Twitter, like E X Twitter, <laughs> which I think is really funny. That's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god, these are still things about Shia about iRobot, which is several weeks ago. Were you about to say so... Shia LaBeouf? Was he in that? He was in that. Why haven't I seen it? I love Shy. <laughs> Will Smith? I don't know. Yeah, you should have seen it. I thought I saw Jenny. Jenny? I thought I saw Jenny comment on it. Let's see. Oh, yeah, she did. Uh, Gordon Green can be good, and the cast looks awesome. Here's hoping that doubling the number of possessed teens was the right move. Well, (laughs) sorry, Jenny. Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't actually turn out to be what this needed. Close, though. Um, Three, maybe? We'll find out in the next movie where that's literally the only thing that's different. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Imagine it's three, and then the next one is just four. And it's just like a whole... It just keeps more and more possessed teens. <laughs> That's all you need. Is come on, make it like the human centipede. <laughs> just keep <laughs> upping just the teens. Oh my god, seriously. Oh god, no. Uh, well, that's going to do it for the OG team. But let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. What do you got? Um, so there's this film from the 70s. I don't know if you've ever oh. heard of it. It's called The Exorcist. Uh. <laughs> Okay, but obviously we both think that. Let's move away from that because that's just dumb. Obviously, The Exorcist is a better movie. If you haven't seen it, what are you fucking doing here, mate? Go oh, and watch yeah. The Exorcist. Um, my, I've got two other suggestions. One of them, weirdly, the last time I was on this podcast, I also suggested oh. this film. <laughs> and that is Stigmata. Oh, yeah. Stigmata is another film about a Catholic priest and someone who is possessed she gets stigmata and they have to yeah. do shit to make it go away the horror is yeah. good the story is good I like stigmata it's a good movie it's good um, <laughs> and then the third one Amazing. is The Omen um, oh, the original yeah, preferably oh, though I didn't actually yeah. completely hate the remake oh god I don't think I saw it but the original was obviously a better movie it's about yeah. a really really creepy kid <laughs> Like so yeah. creepy. Um, <laughs> it's very good. Very good. There's but a lot again, of horror. It's a great. It's a great um, entry into making good horror with creepy children. <laughs> and once again, just like the Exorcist, a lot of the creepiest stuff in there is not associated with the kid. It's to do with the evil that sort of sort of imbued within yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Like the surreal imagery and spooky stuff. Like the, That's what you need. There's a scene where the nurse gets like hung from yeah. the banister. Yeah, she hangs herself. And it's just so creepy. And it just but it it's is. not him that a kid can't hang someone from a banister, but No, it's just, it's just all implication. Yeah, it's it's a great movie. Yeah, it's really good. Um, 
once again, I'm going to mention The Exorcist 3 mm-hmm. because we did a whole episode on this. I highly recommend it. Legion, uh, whichever version you watch, the original theatrical version or the sort of assembled kind of Legion cut that uh, reintroduces a lot of footage of Brad Dourif, um, who is, you know, in the movie. And yeah, it's just fabulous. I love The Exorcist 3. It is, it again, it has that thing I love the most of the whiff of the inexplicable about it because there's some really surreal, alarming imagery in there that borders on comic, but it's just... I find very frightening and it is still one of those films that still resonates with me and still frightens me. So yeah, Exodus 3 is fabulous. And also it just walks away from the whole original premise. Like you've got a possession thing going on, but in totally different circumstance, you've got the spirit of a, of a a serial killer possessing the body of a priest, you know, as part of like the devil's ultimate plan. I haven't actually seen it. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, I know. We've I love talked it so about much. it before, and I definitely should yeah. watch it. So maybe yep. we could watch it and together. It has. We should. We absolutely should. And it has one of the scariest jump scares of all time. Amazing. Let's watch it as so, soon as possible on your giant Let's screen. watch it. Very scary. Yes, I've got it on Blu-ray. Let's do let's it. Do it. Um, excellent. Okay. That's it. Well, I think that's going to do it for the OG team. Well, for the one better thing. That's the one. <laughs> um, Katie, how can people find out more about that horror chick? Um, but just go to thatchhorrorchick.com that's my blog I basically just review horror films and sometimes I do old ones sometimes I do new ones I'll probably do yeah. something on this but a bit more structured <laughs> um, and also I did a review about Poor Things which I know isn't exactly a horror movie but I was like uh, this is good enough for me to break tradition um, so I have got a review so about Poor Things on there and you can go yeah. to horror chick, horror chick blog on Twitter to to find me yesterday uh, i I don't tweet like at all pretty much because i hate it Um, i only basically tweet my blogs (laughs) but i did give a shout out to uh, cineworld which i'd like to do again because yesterday i reported somebody filming and they escorted (gasps) him out yeah yes cineworld i was so like that was the best bit of the the creator movie so (laughs) (laughs) thank god finally they do something um Amazing. What about you? Where can they find out about One Good Thing? Oh my god, One Good Thing. It's OGT Pod is all you need to know. Type that into anything you like and you'll get lots of information about us, including Twitter, Facebook. We're not on Instagram. We're not on Snapchat. We're not on TikTok. Sorry. We're very old. <laughs> I think you do have an Instagram We're... account, but it hasn't been updated in like many years. <laughs> oh my god, that does ring a yeah. bell. Oh, Because I made an Instagram well, account for my blog and I was like, I'll search for you yeah. guys. But then I never updated my Instagram for my blog, so yeah. we're both just there <laughs> in stasis, like not doing anything. If any of you would like to manage our Instagram accounts for us, please do. <laughs> uh, preferably someone who owns cats. I feel like that's the I feel thing like, mainly. Yeah, that's what we yeah. need for traction. That's the main thing. Caption traction. <laughs> Caption traction. I'm Caption traction. <laughs> and I'm the Exorcist 2. What did we call it? No, Exodus 3, the Justin Belieber. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, the one good thing about the Exorcist Believer is... Oh, is it the bit where the chick says God played a trick on you because I thought that was quite good? It can be that. <laughs> What's the... Uh, that'll, that'll do. do. <laughs> that'll do. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>